The Rainmaker Multiplier on-demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Welcome, this is Jason Smith, and we're on the Rainmaker Multiplier podcast. And what we're going to be talking about today is hosting and promoting virtual workshops. So what I did is I invited uh, Brad Swinehart from White Glove to join us because, as you know, I like to really talk about and promote what I'm doing, just leading by example in my own practice in the JL Smith Group. And so we have now uh, just host. Uh, we just scheduled actually today our first uh, virtual workshops that we're going to be doing on April 16th. And so we're really excited about this. Uh, White Glove has been a longstanding partner of uh, of my practice and helping us grow, get in front of new people, and in uh, uh, live workshops at the local universities and libraries. Um, but now we're going to be moving over to this virtual environment for obvious reasons. So we're excited about that, and uh, we're all uh, set up and scheduled, and we're all set up and up and, and starting to get running with their social connect platform that, uh, that we're going to talk about as, as well today, Brad. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. We're always a valued partner, and we're we're excited to be out there and help advisors continue to grow their practice and, and nurture their clients and prospects in this time that it's needed most. That's right. And so we got to continue to make it rain in, a, in this virtual environment. And so let's talk about these virtual workshops. So Brad, um, just tell me about um, the difference of what, what's this going to look like for those that have done, you know, live seminars before and now that they're going to be doing these virtually, um, what, what's kind of, what can we expect to be a little bit different? Yeah, absolutely. So there are definitely differences, right, of doing a virtual seminar or doing a live in-person seminar. Um, and one of the things that White Club has always just taken a lot of pride in is making sure that advisors are 100% prepared. And there's no difference now than there was when we were doing live seminars. So when you're preparing to do a virtual seminar, if you will, there's a few things that you want to keep in mind is one, um, the tech aspect of it to make sure that not only is the, the technology user friendly from the advisor's perspective, but you also want to make sure it's very user friendly from the registrant's perspective, you know, the people that are potentially going to attend. Um, so White Glove is, is found a platform that we're going to be utilizing that is very very easy to use. There's no apps to download. It's just a one click and you're, you're on there and you're encountering that, um, that experience, if you will. Um, something else that's I kind of keep in mind for the. I was just going to interject. That's huge that there's nothing to download because I know in, in just conducting virtual meetings, that's been the biggest hiccup in the past for me is where the people are like, they get stumped and they got to download something and it causes an uncomfortable, uh, pause or or then you're almost troubleshooting them through it so you're saying 
the technology that you guys are using, the, the, the clients that's attending won't need to download anything? Correct. Yep. They're just going to click one button and they're going to be um, on and, and able to, to participate and, and listen to that live uh, virtual yeah. webinar, if you will. And it's, it's, that's such a great point that you, that you brought up too with the, you know, the tech issues and the people logging in and, you know, there's, there's, we always say that even for live seminars, ready, right? prepare for tech failure. Um, but especially in this uh, virtual environment, you know, if you're, if you're looking to do prospecting and you're, um, you're out there, you know, spending marketing dollars for a webinar, you want to make sure that that thing goes off flawlessly. I um, mean, you know, click the wrong button and the whole thing crashes. Um, so what we did is we wanted to make it a very user-friendly experience and White Glove will not only train the advisor on the platform prior to the webinar, but we're actually going to put a live human being on with you for tech and phone support as the attendees are logging in um, wow. and the advisor is presenting to make sure that someone is there holding that advisor's hand through that whole thing and, and avoiding any, any catastrophe that might come their way. Because there, there always is tech issues, right? So we wanted to make sure there's a live personal concierge available throughout that whole webinar process. That's fantastic. I knew you guys were doing a moderator during the workshop, but I didn't realize you were providing that level of kind of handholding. That's that's huge. So let's think of it. Let's think of this discussion of let's just look at what this virtual workshop you know, or talk about what it's going to look like. And let's kind of put it into three compartments, the before, the during, and the after, right? And I kind of got that from Dean Jackson. He's a marketing guru that I follow closely. He's got a podcast with Joe Polish called I Love Marketing, and we subscribe to his monthly service. And he kind of always breaks things down in the before, the during, and the after, right? So let's talk about the before. before. What are you going to do in the before part for the advisors to prepare them to be best suited to, to execute successfully. And then what's going to happen in regard to the client, you know, in the before part of this. And we would say the during would be the actual game time, right? The workshop and then after, and we'll talk about that, you know, after the before, but tell me about the before Brad. Yeah. Great question. So, before your, your webinar, you're going to set up, you're going to get that same level of white glove service that you're accustomed to, um, where you're going to have a dedicated account executive for the advisor, um, and we're going to coach them on best practices on how to present a webinar. It is different than doing a seminar. You don't have that live interaction where you can feed off your audience to speed up or slow down or, hey, that went over their heads, I got to readjust that. Or even that um, just acknowledgement from the, the light in their eyes that you're doing a good job. Um, without that, it can throw an advisor off. So we want to make sure that they're totally prepared. So we will coach them on best webinar practices um, prior to the event. You can't get in there and do a 90-minute presentation like you would at a, a food event or a college campus. It's got to be shorter than that. So we're going to coach on that as well. Um, and really just kind of hone in to those best practices of how to convert in a virtual setting. So you're going to have a dedicated um, white glove coach as you always would. Um, on the flip side, what a, what a registrant or an attendee is going to see um, is we're going to do every, all of the work for that just like we normally would. We're going to use our, our giant back end of marketing that we've built out for the last you know, five years doing just hundreds or thousands of seminars here. Um, and we're going to use that same power to fill your virtual event. 
as soon as someone registers, um, we actually added in a, a cool little um, caveat to this, uh, this platform where once someone is registering for this webinar, they can actually opt in for a phone call from the advisor prior to the event. We are, we're seeing some great demand in the market right now where people don't want to wait to attend a webinar in seven days. They want to talk to an advisor today. So we're actually going to give them that ability to opt in for that um, while they're registering. Once someone registers for the webinar, we're going to follow up like we normally would to wrestle those people to actually attend through our email sequences, text reminders, human beings making outbound phone calls. Um, we're still going to do all of that work to turn that registrant into an attendee. Um, but you know that's that's kind of the the vision there for both the people registering for the webinar as well as the advisor support prior to the 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 live event that's awesome so that's all the before so the guys and gals are all trained up and they're ready to rock and roll and you're um you're you have somebody assigned as a moderator and and kind of troubleshooter that's going to help them once it starts and uh, you've gotten all the stuff you normally do to to get people registered and maintain those registrations all the way up to and so now let's talk about the during right so um, what the advisor um, need to do uh, when they get on, when, like how, how early should you get on before it starts? You know, what's kind of the, you know, what, what's happening right, be right before game time, right? Like it's game day, right? And so you log on, was it 15 minutes before, half hour before? Can they, can you talk to your moderator and your, troubleshooter without them listening to you tell me just about the environment that you're about to step into right right before you you know walk on the court and, and perform yeah absolutely so there's a couple of things that you want to keep in mind with doing a virtual seminar absolutely you're going to want to log in early um, talk with that moderator make sure all the tech is rolling the way that it should be that there's no issues there um you know, I, I believe we have it set up where they can get on, you know, at least a half an hour early just to make sure your mics are working, your camera's working, all of that good stuff. Um, and then really once that webinar starts going live, um, there's things that the advisor has to do to adjust to make sure that their webinar is successful compared to what they're used to doing in a live seminar. We actually, um, we, we do still recommend that you have that moderator and that's why we're providing them do all that housekeeping stuff, right? Like, hey, check your sound, you know, blah, 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 and, and welcome people on and, and that sort of thing and get people rolling. Um, but once that advisor kind of kicks in and, and starts going through their process, you know, for a webinar, especially, um, you got to keep these, these people engaged because it's so much easier for them just to log off, right, than it would be to get up and walk out of a, a seminar. So you want to keep these things moving. So we, we recommend, you know, 45 minutes would be really that, that sweet spot and maybe even ending a little bit early. Um, and handling a couple of questions. Um, but you want to keep these things moving and also keep your, your audience engaged. I would do um, one suggestion we have is to tell them, hey, we're going to cover these three things uh, over the next 45 minutes. And you bullet point those. And through the presentation, you say, okay, now we've, we've cleared step one. We're moving on to step two. Mentally, that engages that person. So they said, well, I've learned one. I need to learn the other two. And it keeps them kind of hung on there. But also it does that time check to say, you know what, I made it through the first section. Okay, you know, this thing doesn't just drone on forever and ever. So little things like that we're going to coach on, um, but also that, that advisor keeping that audience engaged. And a big part of that is just, just having faith in yourself as a presenter 
and knowing because there's no direct audience feedback like you normally would have had in a seminar. So you got to keep your energy high, even though you're not right. getting those nods from the audience, you know, and that's, you just got to kind of muscle through it, have confidence in what you're saying is engaging and kind of work through that. One yeah, other point I that like, I would. To, to yeah, your point, like just what you just said, Brad is, um, you know, I always love the terminology. You got to be red hot to make them lukewarm. <laughs> right. <And so laughs> I love that. Do. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do, you got to keep your energy high, man, like really high, you know, to keep their engagement. And the other thing I think that's important because I do a fair amount of webinars and, and podcasts and stuff is tonality, right? You need to be really adjusting up and down and, you know, keeping that variance in your, uh, in your voice, you go the Bueller route, you're going to kill them. You're going to kill them. They're going to bore them to death, right? Um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. You got, you got to do the tonality. And then the other thing that I learned from my speaking coach, uh, Joel Weldon, is he talks about the U factor. And so what the U factor is, is all throughout, you need to be, you need to make sure you're using the words you and, and really directing it to them as much as possible. So part of what that is, is imagine how you would have felt. What if that were you? And, and it really engages the audience by, by, by using that you factor as much as you possibly can. Center that back to imagine if it were you. What would you have done if it was you in that position? You know, if that were to happen to you, those kind of things. And then the other thing that I think helps is asking questions throughout. So because when you, when you ask someone a question, even in a webinar format, it kind of perks them up. It's just natural. It kind of grabs their attention. So as much as you can, like build in questions that not that they're going to answer, they're going to answer them in their own head, head but you're going to ask the question, kind of pause for a moment, let them think and kind of answer in their head. And then you move on, but, but go ahead, Brad. Yep. Oh, I, I couldn't agree with you more too, especially, you know, saying things like, you know, we were talking to someone just like you or, you know, bringing that up because naturally when mm -hmm. someone is listening to a presenter, they're going to separate themselves out and they're going to exclude themselves in their brain until you get them to buy in. And when you start using that uh, verbiage, like you're saying, just like you, or imagine if this was you, that Im immediately kind of breaks down those, those walls, which are so important, especially in a virtual format, to get them to, to buy into the message and really picture themselves going through that process. That's, that's so important. Yep. One other thing that, that an advisor really has to adjust to in a virtual setting is, you know, at the end of the seminar, what do you do? You hold up an evaluation form, right? Or you have them hand that in at the end. And in a virtual setting, you need a very clear call to action or a very clear next step. And it's not going to be that evaluation form because no one's going to fill that out virtually. They're, they're going to engage with you over that, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. Um, and if you haven't set that expectation of what happens next, or a reason for them to reach out or setting the expectation you're going to reach out to them for a specific reason, um, then you're going to lose those um, potential attendees and you're not going to get them into uh, that, that first appointment. And Brad, let's, let's talk about that for a moment. Cause you know, I was talking to Dean, you know, as you know, the owner of white club earlier. And I said to him that we were thinking about 
doing exactly that, doing a survey at the end, just like we would do in a live workshop. Um, and then like with a Calendly invite link. And you guys have been beta testing this out for a little while now, even before this crisis hit. So you're better prepared than most, which is great. But talk about what happened in the beta test when you guys did exactly what I thought I was going to do until I talked to Dean today. Yeah, and that's the same thing we thought. Yeah, that was the same thing we thought. We've been testing webinars for a long time. Um, and the, I think the environment for the attendee hasn't been strong enough to really um, justify putting too much thought into it until, until recently. But we've been testing this for, for a long time. Um, but yeah, that's the first thing we thought. You know what? What do you do at the end of the seminar? You, you hand out an evaluation form. So what would you do at the end of a, a webinar? Well, you know what? Something the same thing, but let's make it digital. And let's put a Calendly app on there. Let's let them book an appointment right off of it. Um, and we saw just terrible results. Nobody filled it out. They didn't want to book an appointment. There was just very low interaction with that um, online option. Whereas, a, a, you know, the live seminar, you're standing right in front of that presenter with a form in his hand. You're going to fill it out because he's going to see you not filling it out. But with a, the webinar, it's just that you just click the X button and you're done. Um, so, yeah, we saw just very poor results with that. So that made us kind of pivot and look at what other options are out there. Um, and really what we've seen be very successful with other advisors is they just embed throughout their presentations that you're gonna have questions throughout this. You're gonna have questions as we talk about estate planning, you're gonna have questions that we talk about your taxes, your retirement. Um, and what we're gonna do immediately following this is my office is gonna reach out to you and schedule a time where you and I can go over those questions. And you just say that a few times, you embed it, you talk about a story about how, you know, that, that went for a real life example. Um, and then after that webinar, you immediately do because it's, it's a different atmosphere, right? They're sitting at home, they're available, yep. they can answer their phone um, and you have your office reach out immediately after and say, okay, when would you like your free question and answer session um, with, uh, with the presenter today? Well, let me book that on your calendar right now. Um, and we're seeing, having advisors see massive success doing it that way instead of that that power or that form you know yeah i mean it's um oh and did you uh did you happen to hear my daughter lennon was saying hi to everybody in the background <laughs> good put her on put she her broke, on. She broke into my home office <laughs> yeah um but anyways the uh you know the thing is and i want to clarify too i think dean made a really good point in and and this was this was something that just inherently listen i mean the advi a lot of advisors you know get to the point where you know they're successful enough that they're willing to sacrifice the efficiency of the results to not have the pain of having to make their own calls right but the reality of it is in this virtual environment I would highly suggest to you, and I am going to do this myself in the virtual workshops, block yourself a few hours the day after, or if it's in the morning or depending on what time it is, after your webinar and make those calls yourself. Don't try to delegate that to your assistant because these, these, this is a different environment and you're doing this for the first time potentially. And so you got to get this down. 
And so I would highly suggest that you make these calls yourself and not um, delegate this out to your staff to be making these calls after this webinar. So that's, uh, that's great. So we talked about really what, what happens during, um, we talked about tonality and the importance of asking questions and the you factor and, and the, you know, how to maintain that engagement and the length needs to be kept um, shorter in an online environment. Uh, what about Q&A at the end? Um, and, and, it, and I apologize because I threw you on mute as soon as my daughter broke in the room and then I escorted her out. So you might have talked about this, Brad, um, while I was getting her out of the room here for a second. But um, do, I don't know if you did or not. But what about, do you do any Q&A at the end? Do you do anything like that? What do you guys suggest? You know, as always, I would suggest when you're doing a, whether it's a seminar or a virtual seminar, um, that you never finish on the on the Q and A. There's definitely a time that you should that you should entertain some of the broader questions and address those. And there's a real power to that being able to answer those live. Um, but the last messaging that you want to use is make sure that it's what you want to talk about, not what one particular attendee wanted to talk about. So just you know just just to plant that seed there too. Make sure you you have a very strong close, and that's what you finish on. So I would never finish on a Q and A. Um, that being said, you have really, um, there's two ways to think about it when you're doing a, a virtual webinars is one, you, you could answer a handful of those questions, some of the, the broader ones, um, and it does build your credibility and those are, that's great to do. Um, but also use that as a, um, as a reason potentially to reach out to people afterwards is what we're seeing is kind of that magical mix where you um, answer a handful of the questions and then you respect people's time and their privacy and you know what, we're going to have that question and answer session that you and I are going to go over together. And you know what, I love, I love your um, suggestion of personally reaching out. And you can even say that at the end of the webinar, I will personally reach out and we can go over some of these questions and whether that takes uh, 15 minutes or whether we want to book a, um, a time on my calendar where we have a lot of time to do that. But I will personally reach out to you after this webinar and answer all of your specific questions. I think that's a very powerful way to engage that um, attendee to take that next step with you. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, that's what was in my head already. And I formed a, a group of advisors that we've been collaborating and talking about just how we're going to tackle this and best, best practices and who we're going to use. Obviously, you know, we're, we're using you guys, you know, we have a track record and, but ultimately like some of the things like we just talked about, about calling personally afterward you know, we don't do that in the live workshops because just time efficiency and making sure that, um, and we're willing to sacrifice a little bit of the return we'd probably get if we did make the calls on those people who didn't book appointments the day after. Um, we're willing to do that because we've gotten to a level of, I, let's call it success, that we're, we're, we don't want to feel the pain to have to make our own calls. So we have our staff do that. But I think in this environment, all the discussions we've been having, the group of advisors we put together to talk about, you know, how we're tackling this in this virtual environment is we're all going to make our own calls. And then when I got on the call with Dean today, um, owner of White Club, he, uh, he was echoing the exact same thing, like, absolutely, you have to make your own calls. So, so highly suggest you guys to do that. 
during the after. And then as we land the plane here, Brad, um, what else happens in the after part, right? Um, so, so we're making, the advisors making their calls the next morning um, or, or after the workshop and, and getting as many appointments as possible. We've already seen through the beta testing that doing a survey and a Calendly is not effective. Um, so the advisor's making the calls, but what else is White Glove doing in the after part? Yeah, um, so essentially what we'll wanna do is we'll wanna get you guys over that registration list and there'll be three different categories of, of registrations that you're gonna get for every webinar or virtual seminar that you host with White Glove, right? You're gonna get the people that registered and did not attend, you're going to get the people that registered and did attend. And then also there's that third category that I mentioned earlier that's got that built-in lead generation that said prior to the webinar that they wanted a phone call. So we're actually going to kick you over the registration data for everybody. It's going to have their, their name, their, their phone number, and their email address. Um, and really what we've done in the past for seminars is our post-engagement nurturing system. And that takes everybody that didn't book an appointment with you and it kind of drops them into this nurturing sequence that we've built out um, to encourage them to, to book an appointment with you. And, and that usually kicks in um, 14 days after the event. And that's something that we're gonna bolt on here to these um, virtual seminars as well in an effort to really optimize everybody that registered for your event um, to do that for you. Um, to make it as hands-free as possible. So that's something that's just kind of an added-in value that anybody working with us will be able to receive. That's great. And so, Brad, um, what's the cost? How much is it? Um, if you get me uh, 30 people on the webinar, what's that cost me? How does this work? Yep. So what we do is we'll be very cognizant of your, your budget, but it's just you're going to pay up front and you're going to pay per registration. We do encourage that um, on the marketing even that that a household registers that they don't need individual registrations. But so what we'll do is we'll just bill up front. There is a minimum order of 40, um, but then we'll, you can increase that if you want 50, 60, 70. We'll, we'll work with your budget on that in order to, uh, to hit those requested numbers. Okay. And so minimum of 40. So how much is that? Uh, just under $4,000, so $99 per registration. Got it. And that okay. is for, okay. and it's a little bit different than our live seminars and in, in the fact that we'll let you do any of the topics that are available. There's no price difference between any of the topics. So if you want to do taxes or, or estate planning, it's the, it's the same price. And I would say actually that those two are our best performing topics right now. Okay. Are you guys adding any verbiage when you market it? <clears throat> because like, one of the things we were talking about today at my, in my practice um, at the JL Smith group was like, we want to do the taxes and retirement one. Um, but then we'd love to like add the stimulus package or something, you know, to, you know, what's going on right now. So they're, you know, it grabs some of that attention. Have you guys thought about that at all yet or. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're always um, tweaking and, and seeing what works best. Um, and just seeing what is the most effective messaging to, to drive registrations to these events. Um, so we're always looking at that stuff. The stimulus package is, is definitely hot on our radar. Uh, market volatility is actually um, causing a little bit of a downturn right now. We're seeing that. 
that a, a general estate planning event is performing better than a market volatility event. Um, right. But we're always monitoring that. We're always testing it. And, and as, as everybody, you know, today they might, everybody wants to read about the market volatility, whereas tomorrow they're sick and tired of seeing everything is about market volatility. Um, so that's something that we're constantly on top of and, and testing and, and making sure that we're, we're successful. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I'm excited uh, to get started uh, with uh, the new world of the virtual workshop. Uh, so we have our first one uh, scheduled for that week of April 16th at the JL Smith Group. And uh, really looking forward to, uh, to doing that. And we appreciate the relationship with you guys. And so everybody listening, um, hopefully you got some good pointers and tips out of this. But the key thing I would say is um, don't, don't let the rain stop. You got to keep making it rain in a virtual environment. Don't sit back on, you know, fall back on your heels. Don't, um, don't stop growing. You know, you got to keep getting out there. This is a new capability. This is an opportunity to add a new capability to your firm. And now you're going to be able to do more business with people all over the country, your clients, friends, and loved ones all over the country, because you're going to be able to conduct yourself in a virtual environment. C2P is focused clarity and prosperity in building out all of the resources in the entire financial planning process in a virtual environment. That's what we've been hard at work at over the last few weeks. So the bucket plan and all in the entire uh, process of doing the sales and financial planning process in a virtual environment. We have several training modules already built out for that and uh, we'll continue to build more. And, uh, the, um, and now what we're doing is we're partnering with groups like White Glove that are gonna, that are gonna fill the, the workshops in a virtual environment for you. So they're gonna take care of the marketing. We're gonna take care of the financial planning and sales process. It's a powerful one-two punch to lead to success in a virtual environment. So don't stop, keep moving forward. And thanks for being on here, Brad. Thank you. The Rainmaker Multiplier on-demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.